And your TikTok is hilarious. You're very good at TikTok. My sister, who is a Gen Z, she's a Gen Zer. She's like, you are so cringe. Oh my God, you're so, it's so like, fun to I watch your TikTok. I love like, it. You think you're funny, you're not funny. No, like, oh. you're good. And I love the ones that you did. The ones that recently came up that were so good were the ones you did with your sisters. And your mom was like, it was Can so you tell funny. That I'm the middle forgotten child that I believe so, favorite. It was so yeah. funny. I really want to do that with my sisters. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of In House with me, Ariel Charnas. Earlier this year, I welcomed to the podcast fashion blogger Rachel Parcell. We had such a fun time that I'm happy to have her back, and this time to talk about all things motherhood and parenting. And if you missed it, make sure you check out our previous episode with Rachel released in June. Rachel is a CEO and creative director of her brand, Rachel Parcel Inc., which she founded in 2016. Besides running her brand, she's also a mother to her three beautiful children, Isla Rose, Jackson, and Stanford. I'm ready to learn more about their happy family life. Welcome back. Thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I feel like we had so much to more to talk about, so... I know. I know. I feel like your team was like, all right, we're at the time limit. <laughs> we're like, wait. I know. Because I mean, parenting is like a whole a whole other conversation. So I'm happy that this one's going to be focused on that. Because I know a lot of people want to hear about you and, and your kids and just how you do all of it, including me. I need to hear. So let's just start with first question being, did you always want to be a mother? Yeah. So I have three sisters and Utah is such a family state. Yeah. It's everywhere. Families everywhere. It's very family oriented. And like, I think of my life, I'm like, I could have never done life without my sisters and we have so much fun. So like, I want that same thing as I get older. So when I was like in high school and even like going into college, I thought that I would be a stay at home mom. I didn't think that you were going to work. I was kind of more focused on that than like a career path. Cause I, I would have obviously loved to work in fashion, but I thought living in like being isolated in Utah, I would need to move to like LA or New York for that. Right. And I wasn't sure, like I was going to a school here in Utah. So anyway, I just, I just was kind of like, Oh, I'll get married. And I'll have kids and I'll be a stay-at-home mom. Do you think that you'd be, like, complete just being a stay-at-home mom now at this point, knowing, like, how much you put into work? I think I'd probably go crazy, but I feel like I'd always have, like, all my side projects. Yeah. Which I feel like this, like, my career, it started out, like, I was going to school and that wasn't enough. So I, like, started something on the side. Like, I started a baby headband business and then I started... Like I was going to school for graphic design and I was like, oh, maybe I can like design um, wedding invitations just from my house and like while I'm a mom. You always needed something. Yeah. I always like had something. Yeah. So I think I would have like had something for myself. No matter what. Because I think as a mom, like even if you are a stay at home mom, you still need time for you. You need something that's you and like your own identity outside of your kids. Or I do think like we start to go a little crazy. Yeah. 
Did Drew feel, did he always want a lot of kids or? So his family, he had, there's five kids in his family. So oh, he wow. has four siblings. Yeah. And I remember when we were dating and I would go over there for Sunday dinner and we would like go on a vacation with the parcels. I always thought, oh, I wish my family had one more kid. Like, this is so fun. Like even just one more person, right. I like so much to the dynamic. Like it's always like sheer chaos. Yeah. But I was like, maybe we should have five kids if we get married. But now I'm like, after one, I was like, uh-uh. What is he in his, like, is he the oldest, the middle? He's, he's smack dab in the middle. So he's the third child. So we're both middle children. I'm a middle child, too. We're the forgotten children. I, I actually feel like I, I feel like the last one is always the one that gets, like, the short end of the stick. Wait, Unless, really? I don't Not know. Is in that, my family. I think it was also because as a middle child, I was, like, I needed the most attention. I was always anxious and had, like, fears and stuff. So my parents always had to, like, deal with me, <laughs> which is probably, like, why I got attention. But... I feel like, I don't know, the the third, it makes me nervous. Like, I loved pregnancy. Like, I would have another baby if I could. But I just get worried about not being able to give the same attention to each kid, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's why Drew and I, so we're we're trying for our fourth right now. But, like, we even debated if we were going to have a fourth. And that's why we were, like, we're for sure not having five kids. Because I think especially now, like, with his family growing up when he yeah. was younger, when we were like, it's different. It's like a totally it's a different, different world yeah. now. I mean, and honestly, like I'm happy with three, like we're going to, right. we've been trying for almost a year for the fourth, but if it doesn't happen, like I'm totally good with three. And I, I kind of, I feel like my head says, no, don't have it's another almost, kid. Yeah. But my heart is like, have another baby. But I, I already feel like here, so I'll be fine either way. But it's, yeah. I really respect, like, how open you are about trying to get pregnant. Like, is that, I don't know. Like, I feel like with, like, my, like, the like the bubble that I'm in, it's very secretive when people really? are trying. When people are trying. And especially with, like, being, like, a social media person. Like, share, like, I don't know. Do you ever, like, worry about, like, people, like, wishing ill just like haters like wishing ill on you like while you're trying when I was pregnant I would get messages from random and it's sad it was from women saying I hope you have a miscarriage in your baby like it's I've experienced it so I know yeah yeah it's so, and even my younger sister who just had a baby a year ago she has like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram so her following is smaller but even like she, she screenshotted a message. She's like, I'm devastated. I was like, Megan, I got those every day. You just need to like brush it up. It, it is their issue. Like, don't even. It's just so scary. It's so scary. It's so sad. But I think for me, like I was so sick of getting the messages. Like, oh my gosh, I have a feeling you're pregnant. Like I'm really good at guessing. And I can just tell by your energy in this picture I, that you're <laughs> pregnant. And little do they know, like I just you're started struggling. my period and yeah. I was hoping that you just were crying earlier. Right. And, you know, I'm greeted with my period. And so for me, like, I feel like with Isla, it, it took me eight months to get pregnant with Isla. And I was really, I didn't really talk about that on social media. I was super open about it with like all my friends in my community, but on social media, I wasn't. And then with Ford, it was taking me a while. And I just was like, I don't even care. I was like doing fertility treatments. 
So, and honestly, like found a lot of comfort in it because like a lot of women would write me and they're like, oh my gosh, I just did an IUI today too. Good luck, like sending you prayers. So like, obviously there's like good and bad, but, and honestly now, like if I were to get pregnant, I don't even think I would like wait to do a big pregnancy announcement. I think I would just like, like you'd be open about the whole process. Yeah. They always figure it out anyway. Cause I get so sick. So I'm like MIA from social media for a while. And I'm like, I might as well just say like, I'm barfing my brains out. And I don't know. I just kind of view it differently now that I'm older. And honestly, I'm like, and if I have a miscarriage, I would rather have like a community of women to like support me than like suffer in silence and have no one know but me. So I don't know. No, that's a good way to look at it. It's also very strong. Like after all these years of being on social media, it's not easy to like maintain that, that strength, you know? Yeah. And I feel, I feel like my headspace like changes daily. Yeah. Every day. It's Today, like, you know what? Like, yeah. Who cares? Everyone can know. No, I'm the exact same way. I'm especially with like the kids, you know, and posting them. So when you got pregnant, did your readers, did they figure it out before you announced? Yes. How do they always figure it out? You know what? I feel like a part of me also, like, I want people to know, but, like, I don't want people to know before I hit the mark because of, like, superstition and also wanting to make sure that everything's healthy. Right. But I feel like I'm so excited about it that I kind of, like, hint in ways. Yeah. Maybe on purpose, but then also, like, there's moments where, like, people are saying it and I'm, like, so not pregnant. And I'm like, wait, what did I do here? To make people think, you know? Yeah. But I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like I used to be, like, much more open about things. And then, I don't know, just all shifted yeah. for me as I've gotten older. Do you miss being that open? I do. Or are you liking that you, like, have your... I miss it. I miss being open to the followers that have been with me for a long time. But I also don't with the people that follow me that know me, like, in my world. Because, like, it also, like, kind of felt weird where, like, I would see someone that, like, were friendly, like, acquaintances, and they, like, knew all this information. I don't know. That, to me, was, like, I enjoy that that I'm, like, more private now with Mm -hmm. that world. But, like, the people that have been following me and love me and my family because they've seen, you know, we've just been so open with them from the beginning. Like, it hurts me that I'm not – I don't feel safe to be that way with them, you know? But, like you said, like, some days I'm, like – who cares? You know, let them in. And but then I remember like, but wait, there's also these people that are so angry. And I like, I don't want to give them like that special. Yeah. You know, I will say I do. I don't post my kids like I used to. Yeah. And I'm more private about their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I talk about motherhood a lot, but I don't I don't post my kids near as much as I used to. That is actually something I recently, I went through my entire page. This is going to sound like really drastic, but I archived all photos of my children on static. I have done that too. I like, I went, I made Brandon too. He's like got over a hundred thousand followers over the years and he really doesn't post unless it's like family stuff, but I made him remove. I don't mind posting my children on stories and just like showing like fun moments but having like a static image of my kid on our like on social media, it just for some reason, like now I just don't feel safe 
And especially with them, like, growing up and, like, starting to read and just... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't want those photos, like, living there. I know. Do you ever... So it never gets... Like, I mean, you've been in this for 13... What is it? 14 years? I always say 10 years, but I... I know. And then you keep getting older. I I know. I'm I'm the same way. I'm longer than 10 years. I just always say 10 years. I'm the same way. But it never, like, it never gets easier, like, seeing comments that, that, like, you know that it means nothing. Yeah. Like, because you know what you're doing. But then at the same time, it still affects us. Yeah. And then that's also what makes you, like, pull back. And you're like, I don't, like, why am I even sharing this with you? They, they like, they don't get it. Um, they're like, okay, we're open, but then they're rude. And so they pull back. So it's like, I'm like, you guys almost do yourselves like a disservice. But why do we focus on, but like how many people are like, she looks amazing. She's going to do great today. Like, why are we so focused on? I know it's true. You can get a hundred nice comments and you get two mean ones and it just, you zero in on. It's so upsetting. Like I really sometimes feel so upset that I've pulled back so much because it's almost like they've won, you know? But I mean, you're still doing what you're doing and. Yeah. I just, it's such a uh, tricky thing when you change like your feelings every day. Cause it almost feels like kind of lost. Like, I don't know, like it takes away the joy of why you started to begin with. It was to connect with people and engage and create fun content. And like none of it, feels fun because I feel like it's always like walking on eggshells on social media, you know, like people like warp everything. Yeah, they do. And they're like looking for something to like. And any like glimpse of happiness or like positivity, it's like attack. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who feels or understands that world. So how have things changed from going from one kid to two to three? Like what has been the easiest and what has been the hardest? So I would say my my easiest was probably going from uh, two to three because I had like quite yeah. a bit of a gap between my second and my third. And my two oldest were in school all day. And so yeah. I would send them I'm like, bye, I'd send them to school. And then I would just get a cuddle my baby. And I like knew what I was doing. Where with I love my first, it was just me and her, but like, I wasn't a seasoned mother yet. Like I was still yeah. kind of like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Where like when I sent my other two kids off, I was like, oh, one baby. This is so easy. I know. It's so true. So that, and it was during the pandemic. So like I wasn't traveling for work. Yeah. Everything was on, which honestly was such a blessing like for my mental like I think I kind of needed that same so I was like I'm so happy I don't have to like travel all the time like I used to and I can just like I know I would literally be on conference calls like like this I know a baby on my boob nursing that's so funny (laughs) no I agree I feel like a lot of people think or assume they're like going from two to three is the hardest and crazy but to me it's like just you already figured out how to juggle and you're just like adding yeah, another one to the like mix. Add to the care, whatever. One to two was hard because it's like learning how to love or well, not love, but like give that, you know, attention to both both yeah. kids, you know? It was 
two. So going from one to two was hands down my hardest. Same. And like I drew, he was so obsessed with Isla. And then we like had this little baby boy who like lays there and doesn't interact, but Isla interacts. And like, I felt like it took drew longer to connect with our second. Same with Ruby. Same with, I mean, Brandon. And I was like, honey, so Isla was eight. uh, She was either seven or eight months old when I got pregnant and I was so sick. Oh, that's close together. So close. So he was like hands on with her. Oh yeah. My mom helped. Like it was, oh yeah. Yes. Drew, Drew helped me a lot. And anyway, so when I had Bear, my second, Isla was 15 months or 16 months, which that to me 15 and 16 months is the worst yeah they like can move around and they can walk but like they're also like getting into death traps like they don't know yet yep and so for me I was like up to here with I was so stressed with work and I started my clothing line I started working on it two months before I found out I was pregnant and so when I had him we were like designing collections and I had all the blog stuff. So it was like such a crazy time in my life. Chaotic. Yeah. Very chaotic. I feel like Brandon, he definitely was super attached to Ruby. Like it was really tough because for you, like it's, I, it almost feels like everything's kind of like on you to like manage. Yeah. Like what Drew would do for me is I feel like he would always be like, I'll take Isla. So you, that's literally Brandon. (laughs) He always took Ruby, and now with Navy, he takes Ruby and Esme everywhere and does everything. Like, people are like, Brandon doesn't change Navy's diaper. Like, what a horrible dad. And I'm like, no, because he literally takes my other two 24-7. He needs, like, a a two-year-old and above, and he's, like, full, like, the best hands-on dad of all time. But, like, with the third, he's like, why do I need to – like, you do the changing of the diaper, deal with her – and I'll take the and two I'll out. And I'll take the other girls off your hands. Every weekend, he has Ruby and Esme full time. And as a mom, it's like, yes, please. Everything. It's the best. It's the best. Because then I have one child and I'm like, this is a breeze. Yes. Like, I, I didn't appreciate when I just had Ruby. I feel like I didn't appreciate that. Like, it was just like, it was just us three. It was so easy. Yeah. I mean, it, but it wasn't because it was our first, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're trying to like figure it out. How did you come up with their names? Like, how did you guys decide on their names? So Isla, we, what was my name? Oh, I was going to name Isla Scarlet. I love that name too. I love the name Isla. Oh, thanks. So I'm like, Drew has blonde hair. So I thought for sure my dark hair would trump his blonde hair. Yeah. But she comes out with straight up blonde hair. And I was like, okay, Back to square one. We can't name her Scarlet. Like, she just didn't look like a Scarlet. So my, we had like, we had Isla and we had Este and like two other names like up on our whiteboard in our hospital room. And we were just kind of like looking at her, seeing what like stuck. And then my sister-in-law brought me like this gorgeous bouquet of roses. And it was like, like the name Isla was on the whiteboard. And then the pink roses were like right next to the name Isla. And I was like, Isla Rose. Oh my gosh, that's so great. So we named her Isla Rose. And a lot of people, like, I would say like 90% of the time I call her Isla Rose. Her teachers all call her Isla Rose. I love that. And what about the other two? So my second, we call him Bear, but his name's Jackson. I, If I could go back, honestly, I didn't even think to name him Bear. I should have just named him Bear. Like no one calls him Jackson. 
Yeah. And then we brought him home and Isla like was a little baby. So we're like, oh, this is brother bear. And then it just like stuck. We just call him bear. Like he's, he's six. And I love that. It's nice that he can have both options. Yeah. You know, like let him decide what he wants when he's older. And then I don't remember how we came up with Ford's name. So he, his full name is Stanford, but we call him Ford. I love that. Yeah. I've just, I don't, boy names are harder for me than girl names. Yeah. I feel like everyone says that boy names are hard. Yeah. How'd you come up with yours? Well, Ruby, we had a hard time. So Ruby, we wanted to do, we loved Scarlet also, and we loved Penelope. We like loved the name Penny. We thought that was so cute. But then uh, we always loved the name Lou, but I was nervous to make that her first name. I don't know. I like got a little like nervous that it was, I don't know, just not as like feminine as I would have wanted it to be to this day like I would have named her Lou like I think that's the cutest name for a girl but we we literally call her Lou like all the time so it doesn't even matter it's kind of like the bear situation but Brandon came up with Ruby and then we we realized that her name starts all the it's like the grandmothers all of their first names like Ruth Beatrice and Lucille are our grandmother's names our living grandmothers so her name is Ruby Lou which was so strange Like, That's it was weird. Cool. It was almost like, yeah. But we, like, had no idea when we were yeah. naming her that. Esme, I had a fr- – well, she wasn't a friend. But this girl I knew, she had three girls, and they had the coolest names. And I remember hearing Esme, and I just, like, fell in love with it. And everyone was like, what is that name? It's so strange. My parents were like, you are not naming her Esme. Like, they, like – which is why I hate talking to people yeah. before I name my child, because I hate hearing opinions – but no one liked that name. And now everyone's like, we look like she's nothing but an Esme. Yeah. Like, you can't even picture. And I also love the idea of doing the four. Like, I have Ruby Lou, Esme Ray, and then Navy B. So I liked, I always wanted to name one of my kids B. Um, but Brandon's 98-year-old grandmother, Beatrice, was like, I'm alive. You cannot name a child B. Wait, really? I feel like I would be like, please, like, that's such an honor. So in the Jewish, like, world, if you're, there's Sephardic Jews and there's Ashkenazi Jews, it's, like, dependent on, like, where your ancestors and your family's from. So my dad's family's from Morocco. So in the Sephardic Judaism world, you name after the living. It's, like, an honor. But in the Ashkenazi Jewish world, you only name, like, after someone passed. Like, it's an honor. Yeah. In that way. So Brandon's family's Ashkenazi. So it was offensive to her. Okay. But my dad was like, if you have a boy, you name him like my name. Like that's that. It's, so it was like kind of. So after she said no to B for Esme, I was like, OK, it's now been like, you know, it's so cool that you're 96, 98 and we have a third child. Like we have to use the name somehow because I'm done. Not having any more. So had she passed away when... No, she's alive. So was she okay with it? I mean, now she she sees it's been a year and she's still alive. It didn't do anything. So she's like, oh, okay. Now I love the name. So, and Navy just felt... I was like, if I'm having another girl, like, I have to use the name Navy. Like, I keep hearing it. It's so cute. So cute. It's like, means something special for me. So I I was like, why not? So yeah, that's how we came up with our names. But I'm done. Yeah, you're done. No more babies for me. Before 
I wrap up the conversation, I have one question that um, I feel like all mothers want to hear. When your kids are driving you mad, like crazy, how do you handle the situation? Oh, my gosh. Massive tip. Let's do it. Let, let me give you a scenario. If you're in public and they're having a massive tantrum and you're fully out of control, like you're not in control, what do you do? I bribe them. <laughs> <laughs> but does bribing still work on Isla? Yes. But Isla's like out of her tantrum phase. I will say, and hopefully I don't get crap for this. My kids don't really, well. Throw tantrums? Hard. Like if I'm, I guess Ford, like he's two. So he's like in terrible twos. Yeah. Like I go to the grocery store and I open a bag of Cheetos for him and set it next to him in the cart and he just chows on it while I, while I shop. <laughs> That's so, smart. Snacks. Or like with Bear, I'm like, okay, if you stay right next to me at the store, when we get to the checkout line, I'll let you buy a treat. Right. Works every time. I'm like not above giving my children sugar. No, same. And I'm not like my sister-in-law was like, I just, I'm not going to bribe my kids. No. And I'm like, really? Of my I'm life. my kids. I'm like, Isla, if you go through your back handspring, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, how do you survive? Like with reading. She she's dyslexic. So like, yeah, when we pass this off, we'll go to Zara and have a shopping spree for me. Like my mom did that, too. I don't right. know. I guess I bribed my children. It's survival. Yeah. But I guess where we have our most meltdowns is in the car. The car. Yeah. Or like in the privacy. And Bear and Isla are just like they love just go at it that's what like yep and i was like you guys i know <laughs> stop it and bear goes mom you're so aggressive <laughs> <laughs> he uses that word that's hilarious and he can't say his r's like we have to get him a speech there that is so are funny soft and so he's like you're so aggressive but also so cute i'm also not above yelling at my children and when i have like my my sister's kids in the car and it's just mass chaos. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. I just survival mode. No, I'm a yeller too. It's good. It builds character. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. Thanks for having me. Of course. Make sure to follow Rachel on Instagram at reach parcel and your TikTok is um, hilarious. You're very good at TikTok. It's impressive. My sister, who is a Gen Z, she's a Gen Zer. She's like, you are so cringe. Oh my god, you're so. It's so fun to watch your TikToks. I love it. You think you're funny? You're not funny. No, you're good, and I love the ones that you did. So you keep you're on my for you page. I mean, I follow you too, but you're on my for for you page all the time, and. The ones that recently came up that were so good were the ones you did with your sisters and your mom was like, it was Can so you tell funny. That I'm the middle forgotten child. It was the least so. Favorite? It was so yeah. funny. I really want to do that with my sisters. You need to do it. You're lucky like, though. Your sisters do those things. Like my sisters are not like they're my younger one would be on Instagram, obviously, but my older one, there's no way she would be on TikTok. She's she's like too cool. She's like very like doesn't want anyone to know anything about her life, which I respect, but like. There's some family things that I would love to do and see, like, what my mom would call out, you know? Yeah. We'll just have to do it on in private. Yeah. Wait, but can you share what your TikTok name is? It's really random. Um, my TikTok name is Rach Parcel one Because someone had taken Rach Parcel. I was like, what the heck? Say, I have Ariel. Mine's Ariel underscore Jonas. Yeah, I know. It's really annoying. It like, who's doing that? Yeah. Anyway, 
Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Felt like a very just I felt like I was just having a conversation with a friend. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like when I get around like moms, especially working moms, I could just talk for hours. For hours. Same. Everything. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. Thank you to all the listeners out there. You could reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. Just DM us on Instagram and we'll see you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week. <laughs>